All right, y'all, one more thing before we jump into today's episode. I want to give a shout out to my sponsor, my Uncle Steve. He's a mortgage banker at First Merchants Bank here in Ann Arbor. He gives people money to buy a new home, refinance an existing home, or build a new home. If you need to get pre-approved or just be educated about how home loans work, you can give him a call at 734-646-4522 or steveandersonloans.com. Okay, so... It's been a hot minute since I recorded an episode. Um, it's been like a month, I think. But really just like the last two weeks have been rough. Um, I do have a sticky note of like all the things I'm going to cover in today's episode since it has been so long since I did one. I just wanted to like... Put everything together and do my best here. Um, This is a lot harder than what I thought it was going to be. So, I feel like I was getting ready to do an episode, not three weeks ago. I was going to do an episode three weeks ago about how I was planning on doing my vision cast on Saturday, December 3rd. That's when I had planned. And y'all know my vision cast... I, like, plan out a whole day where I just focus on my goals. I don't know if I've already said this. I'm also super sick at the moment. Um, So, sorry that I sound the way that I do, but it's fine. Y'all don't care. Um, But, so, I was planning on doing my vision cast on Saturday, December 3rd. And I woke up that morning and something just kind of felt a little off, but I was like, no, do your vision cast, like, like, do it, plan for it, you plan for it, go ahead, do it, so a vision cast is where I just sit down and I think about all the things that I want to achieve in the next year, and I was looking back on what I had achieved in 2022, and I was really proud, we'll get back to that in a second, but then I kind of hit a wall, and I was like, I don't know, I just feel like I need to move my body, like, I've just been sitting all morning, whatever. I feel really nauseous all of a sudden. Um, so I went to the gym and that's when I got the call. Um, one of my greatest friends passed away very unexpectedly. Um, yeah. RJ Rogers was one of the greatest gifts that God has given me. His friendship to me was unshakable. Um, I could always count on him to be there. Um, he never judged any of my wild child bullshit. <laughs> Um, it's still, um, I think I'm still in a state of shock at the moment, which is fair. Losing someone like that, there's no, I I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. Um. But my world definitely crumbled. 
Um, but I tried to find, you know, <clears throat> last weekend was the funeral. And when I was in high school, so RJ and I have been friends since freshman year of high school. We had, <laughs> this is so silly. RJ was like my first like quote unquote like thing that I had in high school. <laughs> uh, we had first hour together. We had health together first hour, uh, first try of freshman year. And I remember I just had like the biggest crush on him and we, we used to like walk to our next class together and then it was like a hug you know and like a goodbye um and so I don't know him and I just like stayed like obviously we didn't end up dating but we just stayed friends after that and then RJ because RJ and I were friends I met RJ's friends and then RJ's friends to me are the boys so I had a group of friends in high school, the, the boys, like that was, that was it. They were 90% of them were hockey players. They all played on the same hockey team. They all played for Celine and I loved them. They were what made my world go round in high school. Like I feel like I n- never did anything without them there. Like every, I, I don't know. I just felt like they were my people and I loved them and they were, I mean, they were, <laughs> they were great and awful to me at the same time. Like I was the brunt of all jokes always. Um, they used to, so I didn't get a car until senior year and the boys could all drive and they got cars. And so they used to decide at the end of the day who was going to take me home. We used to wait in like the common air, like the commons area and one of them would have to take me home but it most of the time worked out where one of them would take me home but they would all end up at my house and I would end up feeding them all because then they either had to go to a game or they had to go to practice but they would eat all of the food at my house they would hide pizza rolls all over my house and I just they just became people that I just loved so much and like all of those memories I'm so grateful for and those boys like mean the world to me And so I hadn't seen them all in a really long time because like after graduation, they all went off to college and then I was in that relationship with an older guy. So I had to grow up really fast and I don't know, we all just kind of like drifted apart. Like we still like talked like every now and then like RJ and I talked the most and then my other friend Mike and I talked a lot too, but I just, we just kind of grew apart. Like they all obviously stayed close, but it wasn't like the boys and me anymore. Like they went off and did their own thing. Um, but then once I moved back to Celine, RJ and I started hanging out a lot more and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so nice. So last week for the funeral, all the boys were back home and It's weird. I was just talking about this with a friend at the gym yesterday. It's weird how death can bring people together and you almost feel guilty when you're happy. Like I was so happy. I was so happy to have all of them in the same room with me again. Like we went out to dinner and my heart was so full. But someone was missing. 
And there were so many, there's been so many times in the last two weeks where I like go to text RJ to tell him about something and I can't. Or like even sitting there like at dinner, I was like, fuck, where's RJ? It's like, oh, no, they're all here because of that. And there's nothing more, there was nothing more heartbreaking for me than the funeral was very small. Um, it was like, just like family and close friends. And there was nothing more heartbreaking than sitting in a church pew, looking to my left at these boys who I love so much and their hearts are just so broken. And it just makes you realize like how precious life is and how grateful I am for all of them. Like I would drop anything for them and they would do the same for me. And it's hard to process all of that. And it's hard when, like I said, I was so happy to have them home and to be laughing with them and see them all. And then you feel guilty in that. And that's just kind of a part of grief. Or there are days where I'm like, shit, that's not real. Like, this still doesn't feel real. And it probably won't for a while. But I'm just so grateful for the time and the memories that I do have. Yeah. So that was the last two weeks. And I turn into a slightly bit of a wild child (laughs) around the boys just because they bring out the wild child in me. Um, So then I was supposed to go to Knoxville this weekend to continue to be a wild child (laughs) because my cousin Leah is graduating from the University of Tennessee. Well, Wednesday at work, all of a sudden I got the body aches and the chills and I just started to feel like trash, which is the sound of my voice now. Like I got so sick. Like y'all know me and y'all know my stance like on like the medical system. I think that like big pharma super fucked, but I was laying in bed Wednesday night and my body aches were so bad. I was like, do I need to go to the ER? Like, do I, and then I was like, nah, girl, you're good. But I've like, I haven't ever been sick like this. Like, this is like, holy smokes, this is really bad. (coughs) So I didn't end up going to Knoxville, which sucks because I was really looking forward to that. But it's probably for the best that I didn't like, I've just been here in my apartment, which has forced me to think about a lot of things, which kind of leads me to my next thing. There's going to be some rebranding. For life with Labib. Sorry, this episode took like a wicked turn. Like, it was very sappy in the first 10 minutes. And then <laughs> the second half will not be as sappy. Because if I do, I'll have a full mental breakdown. Sorry, that was like a very quick turn. Anyway, so I've just been in my apartment thinking about all the things. And there's going to be some re- rebranding for life with Libby. I feel like the last, not the last year, but definitely the last like six months, six to nine months, my... I just haven't felt inspired to show up on Instagram, which is weird because this time of year last year, I was like kicking ass in the Instagram world. Like I hit 10K, like 
<clears throat> it was amazing. And now I'm just like, I don't really know. And this is going to sound so bizarre, but like, I just want a regular Instagram page. Like, don't get me wrong. I love the quotes. I loved them. They served their purpose. I loved my reels. They served their purpose. Like, but I'm going to have a separate Instagram for Life with Libby, the podcast things. Like, I, and I don't know if I'll change like my actual name on Instagram to just Libby Parrington or keep it Life with Libby because I do like Life with Libby, but I want Life with Libby to be its own brand. And I think that that should be separate. Like, I want to be able to post whatever I want to post and not have it reflect directly on my business and my brand. Because, like, here soon I'm going to be a certified life coach. And, like, I want to draw people to me for that, if that makes sense. So, I actually, I, um, yeah, yesterday I went through and I archived all of my, like, quote posts so like if you go to my Instagram right now like it's no longer the grid and like it's very weird to see my Instagram like that because I had put my blood sweat and tears into creating that grid and if Libby five years ago saw this she would be like are you kidding me because I had been doing a grid for so long but I just think that that needs to be more of a business thing and my actual Instagram page is gonna be just just Libby and it'll probably just be like my life in the gym and like my progression as I go through prep. And that's what I want. That's what I want it to be. I want it to be more of a normal Instagram feed and then have a separate account just for Life with Libby things. Um, And I think I probably will keep Life with Libby as the name just because that's what it's been. Um, I just don't, I don't know what else I would call it. Like, I don't know. I haven't brainstormed that far. Maybe I need to, again, and uh, (coughs) come up with something good. Um, so yeah, so I'm excited for what's coming just because I feel like a rebrand is, is needed. Um, I have something else, but I might, I might save it. Well, no, screw it. Part of the other thing that I wanted to talk about was like the rebranding I had thought about for a while and I just was nervous to do it because I've had a lot of like, I don't feel stuck, but I feel a little confused. And I feel very anxious, which is normal for all the things that I'm going through. It's normal. But I feel like I'm trying to keep up with everybody else. And I feel like I used to be so good about staying grounded and focused on me. And I'm like, okay, well, like, what's changed? It's like, Libby, I used to be so happy and so confident when I was so deep in the word of God. And every time I start to, like, be deep in the word of God again, the devil comes in and I get anxious, and I feel yucky in the beginning. And that's because the devil doesn't like me. That Like, the devil sees somebody like me as a threat. Yeah, you should. I'm bold as hell, and the second that I get my sights set, and I'm good, and I have the strength of God within me, nothing can touch me. And the devil doesn't like that. And the devil will go after anybody. Like, anybody. And so... I love Stephen Furtick from Elevation Church um, down south. I love Elevation Worship, too. I love them. And so today I listened to a sermon. It's actually from like four years ago, I think. It's called When Anxiety Attacks. I'll link it in my Instagram story for y'all. Or you can just go to Elevation Church and you can find it. It's called When Anxiety Attacks. 
And so this episode is very much so all over the place per usual, but I'm going to pull from my Bible and this makes me so happy that I'm like back pulling from my Bible again. So, um, I'm going to go to, give me one second because it's been a hot minute since I've been like deep in my Bible, please hold. Um, but we're pulling from, um, first Peter, um, chapter five, verse six. It says, humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that he may exalt you in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. Okay? So, these are that's the verse that we're, we're working with for this whole sermon. So, <laughs> the first thing, and I take notes during the sermon. So, one of the first things I wrote down was, the devil doesn't like you. He wants to use you as target practice. For sure. Yeah. Like, the birthmark of a believer is a bullseye. Like, the devil does not like me. The devil will do anything to bring me down. And I think that that can be... It looks different for everybody. But, like, sometimes the devil is disguised as... uh, Some people struggle with addiction. Like, sometimes the devil is disguised in people. Um, Like... I'm going to keep my mouth shut. <clears throat> Sometimes it's a six foot guy covered in a full sleeve, you know, like, so, <laughs> and the devil will do anything to distract you and get you off track. And that's just happens to be my thing. <laughs> so the devil's busy at work. And like I said, he'll take whoever he can get, but we're always sitting there and we're like, when, when, like for me, Like, I feel like I'm under attack and I feel like I'm just like drowning and I feel so lost and so confused, my anxiety. And I'm like, what in the world? Like, God, like, why? Like, didn't you like some people are like, well, God, why didn't you give me a warning? He did. He did. Like the devil always gives you a warning before he attacks. You saw the signs. You just chose to ignore them. You chose to ignore them because you wanted instant gratification. And that is a problem with our society. Everybody wants instant gratification and nobody wants to actually hold on to something and work through something. (coughs) We want it and we want it now. We live in an Amazon Prime world. You see a red flag, you're like, "Mm, no, it looks yellow. No, honey, it's a red flag. And the devil is trying to show you. And Jesus is trying to show you that if you continue down this path, it's not going to end well for you, but you want what you want. You want that six foot full sleeve guy. And he is just not it for you, honey. I'm sorry. Your values don't match up with him. What are you doing? You can't save him either. Okay. That's a different episode. Okay. So then halfway through the sermon, today while I was sitting there and this ties into the rebranding I very much so feel like I have peaked <laughs> in the social media world um uh yeah I feel like I've peaked in the social media world like I feel like life with Libby was like at its prime and then like I got distracted and I just decided to coast when I shouldn't have and now I feel like I wasted that gift um and that's just not true <laughs> that is the devil trying to shut me up. The devil is trying to tell me you've peaked. Why are you still trying? No, I have not peaked. I'm, I'm 25 and I'm getting ready to walk into the bodybuilding world. I have not peaked. Like my time through social media is just getting started. And 
inspiring others to show up as the best version of themselves. I'm just getting started, but the devil doesn't like that because the devil knows that the more that we grow and the more that I walk in the word of God, the more people that I'm going to inspire. The bigger my Instagram following gets, the more the devil hates me. And the devil is going to try to continue to come in and tell me that I'm not good enough and that I have peaked and I shouldn't keep showing up. No, I'm going to continue to show up. I have not peaked. Like, that's just not true. And that's how the devil comes in for me. And the devil may come in and tell you different things, but you know what the de- you know who the devil is and what they're saying. You you know those thoughts that creep into your head. You know when it's self-doubt who is also the devil. Like you you know those things. You can pick those things apart. Um another verse that they that he talked about today was hold on, let me find it. Please hold. <laughs> Please hold while your party is being reached. <laughs> Sorry, hold on, because this is actually... Please hold, because this is going to be a different segment, because I can only record for 30 minutes at a time, and I'm at 20. Hold on one second. Okay, so then another part that he talked about was, like, he, like, God won't let me sink. He won't. You may think that you're sinking. You're not. It's not over until he says so. It's not. He's not going to. He may let you suffer. You make dumb decisions. God will let you suffer there for a hot second. Uh Uh-huh. Sure will. You, You chose to make those earthly decisions. You chose to value earthly things instead of things that bring glory to the kingdom like that's that's you chose that and this is this is a direct fire at me too you chose earthly things you can sit there and suffer for a hot second don't expect god to swoop in and save you just because you're uncomfortable with the decisions that you made and you finally realized that that wasn't great you're gonna sit there and you're gonna suffer for a hot second and that's okay god doesn't have to come save you when you were stupid (laughs) he will eventually but like maybe not when you want it um so (laughs) In it, the next verse was Matthew 14, verse 31. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? Like, why did you doubt me? Jesus is like, why did why did you doubt the plan that I had for you? Why did you try to do it yourself? I feel very attacked when I say that. <laughs> but that's what it is. Like, why why you, me, this little these humans on earth, why do we think that our plan is better than the plan that God has for us? Why? <laughs> why Why do we think that? So then we also pull from, oh, where did I put this? Hold on. Oh, no, we go back to the, the uh, first Peter verse. Hold on. Please hold. Ugh, where is this? What did I say? Mm, yes. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. When you have anxiety, like I just said, it's because you chose earthly things. You are, you feel anxiety and you feel anxious. This is, this is a, a shot at myself. Because you're unwilling to be obedient. I'm not saying it's easy. It's not easy at all. Especially in the world that we live in. It's so easy to set our sights on earthly things. But when we have anxiety, then, because we chose to not be obedient, 
then you need to circle back, open your Bible, and do it Jesus's way. And then he, Stephen started to talk about um, casting your anxiety. Okay. Pride and, pride and anxiety come in the same package. And when he said that, I was like, oh, yup. Sure does. Uh-huh. Yeah. I had... And, and this happens, and I thought that it wasn't going to happen. I thought that I was pretty rooted, but you start to gain... You start to gain followers and you start to gain all these things and then you start to feel like you have to keep up with everybody else. And I definitely lost sight of what I was trying to do. But I was unwilling to put my pride aside to realize that. So I have felt unsettled and anxious and confused for the last nine months because my Instagram and TikTok following grew, so I thought that I had to follow in with everybody else, and that's just not it. I didn't grow my Instagram following and my TikTok following because I was like everybody else. No, I grew my following because I wanted to be different. And at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter how many followers I have. If I'm not going to show up in my Instagram or TikTok following presence and be somebody else, then what's the point? What's the point? What's the point of reaching thousands of people if you're not going to be authentic about it, Libby? Check yourself. It's pride. Pride and anxiety come in the same freaking package. And when he said that, I was like, okay, well, all right, that's fine. And then he said, if you do it your way and feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders, it's because of this. I'm going to say that one more time. If you do it your way, and feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders, it's because it is. You're trying to do it your way, not God's way. You're trying to plan out every part of your life. I had a moment this weekend again where I said I was like in my head thinking about all the things. I'm like, shit, I'm 25, almost 26, and I am very single. What in the world is going on? This is not part of my plan. Okay, well, let's maybe like not worry about that. Let's maybe not worry about bringing in other people to our life. Like, let's focus on getting our heart and our mind right. Okay? So, stop trying to do things your way and then freaking out about it when you're anxious as heck because things didn't go the way that you planned. Well, yeah, you tried to plan it, stupid. <laughs> God's sitting there watching you saying, are you done yet? Are you done? Can I, it, can I do this? It's like watching a toddler try to tie their shoes. Are you done? Can I do this for you now, please? God is watching you try to tie your shoes and tie your life up. And he's like, if you would just let me do it. But no, <laughs> you, have the, you have the ego of a three-year-old who thinks that they could tie their shoes. <laughs> oh. So he also said at the, at the center of anxiety is I. I want you to look at how anxiety is spelled. A-N-X-I-E-T-Y. I is at the center of anxiety. I is also in the center of pride. You are so focused on 
what I can do and what I can do and I, 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 I. No. Start focusing on what Jesus can do. You're, you're bearing weight you weren't meant to bear. You're holding on to things that Jesus said, give these to me. This is not for you to handle. You're creating situations and scenarios that shouldn't even be there. You're creating your own anxiety because you feel like you have to be in control all the time. I get it. I'm a control freak. I feel like I have to be in control all the time. But not a single time that I have tried to do something instead of just sitting and letting God do his work, it's backfired. It's backfired. I'm still healing from something that shouldn't even, it was a, I'm still, whatever. Get yourself out of the center. And then it also pulls from Mark 14, 29, and it goes on to talk about like hit rock bottom, hit rock bottom. God will pull you out. But it's at rock bottom where you realize you really need to turn things around. And I think that that's where I'm at right now. I don't think I'm at rock bottom. Um, but I think there definitely needs to make a change. And the li- the last thing that he, he finished with was the lion is on a leash. The lion is on a leash and it can only go so far. Fear and doubt and worry and anxiety are on a leash and they can only go so far. God will save you. He's going to let you suffer first. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. He didn't say a life without suffering. I think sometimes we forget that. But how much of our suffering is self-inflicted? Sister. Elizabeth. Talking to myself. Like so much of my suffering was self-inflicted. Duh. If you would have just let go and let God, none of this would have been a problem. So I want to get back to more of this. More of pulling from the Bible. More of that. There, I'm, and I think part of it too is I do have a wild child within me. I have a wild child party girl who is in here. She doesn't get out very often, but I think that in the times that she does, then I feel like everything is shot to hell and I'm not worthy. No. (coughs) I'm not like that all the time. I'm not like that all the time. In those moments, it's fine. It's fine. I'm human. (laughs) I'm going to make mistakes. And in the world that we live in, if those are the mistakes that I'm making, then I think that I'm doing okay. So, this episode was very much so all over the place, but I feel really good about it. Um, so, yeah. I can't believe Christmas is in, like, a week. I, I'll be honest, I didn't decorate for Christmas this year. I was going to that first weekend in December... And then my world fell apart. Um, And I just don't feel like decorating anymore. So. Yeah. I love y'all so much. 
Um, I appreciate y'all giving me grace as we go through this rebranding. We're going to figure it out. Um, but I love y'all so much, and I will see y'all next week for another episode of Life with Libby. Bye, y'all.